chaos is everywhere. Hey, buddy. Yo, 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 what, what? Oh, man, I've had a long day for that to be the thing that you start with, but okay, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this episode's going to be a little bit of seat of our pants because we had thought about not recording because I have to work tomorrow, but we decided to do it anyway. But that means I didn't any research or remind myself where we were, so we're going to kind of pick up in the middle of nowhere. So this is going to be fun. <laughs> All right, so let's start the show. Hey, everybody, welcome to Chaos Everywhere. I'm your host, Jonathan Gilchrist. With me, as always, is Artie Vice. Hey, you know, it's because you actually have a weekend. Like, I got to work tomorrow. So, you, because you have a weekend, you got so much energy, you're ready to go. And I'm just like, oh man, eight hours. Um, hey, man, hard day, too. All right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So we're going to finally pick back up where we left off with um, WCW Nitro. Uh, so if you've been waiting, I think it's close to like four or five months at this point to yep. come back to Nitro, here we are. Yay! Yay! So where you're going to want to pick up is September 18th, 1995. This is the night after Fall Brawl 95, which was our last WCW episode. So if you want to get caught up, there's only like four episodes um, of WCW so far in the feed because I didn't realize that Nitro started so close to that pay-per-view. Um, yeah. But we're definitely going to have a lot more after this because we're going to go all the way through Halloween Havoc before we take another break. So that'll be fun. Um, at the moment, because the WWE Network is kind of stupid like this, I'm at one second. So everybody should try and match up to that if you want to be on record, including yourself, Mr. Vice. Uh, okay, one second then. Yeah, I, I just couldn't get to go to zero. Eh, anyway, and we'll just start the show because I got nothing more for you. So. I, well, I have something. Oh, you don't want, whoa, okay. I wasn't no, expecting all, I'm at one second, so I'm ready to. I just <laughs> want to do a quick shout out. And by, before I do that, I want to preface this by saying that we are by no stretch of the imagination sponsored by this by any oh. means. I just want to fanboy out for two seconds. Because okay. I recently discovered something that I just have fallen completely in love with. If you rest, fellow wrestling fans have not tried out Fire Pro Wrestling yet, oh my god. It is like the coolest wrestling like simulator, like general manager type game. Oh my god, it's so good. Like if you get it for your computer and you like get all the mods for all the uh, for all like the different wrestlers and everything. Uh -huh. Holy crap. Dream matches galore. You showed me some of them. Yeah. You want to you want to know what it's like to see? I don't I don't freaking know just off the top of my head like Kazuchika Okada go one on one with fucking Roman Reigns. Yeah, it's there. You want to see Hulk Hogan take on Bray Wyatt? Easy. Like Jesus. Well, I'm like you told me about. I'm still gonna have to look for it. I'm not a computer gamer, so that probably limits my options. But I'm definitely yeah, my eyes open. But, but yeah. So I just wanted to throw it out there in case any of you fellow wrestling fans haven't stumbled upon this gem yet, because it is a gem. But yeah, that, yeah, that was all. That was all for me. 
Yeah, especially if you're like me, a gaming nerd who is a well, if you have a computer, especially. But I'm a console player, and now I have to wait a whole a whole two years at this point because I never bothered with the 2020 debacle of WWE. So I gotta wait for AEW to come out with their game. But well, that's just the cross we gotta bear, huh? Unless you get this game, apparently. <laughs> All right. Yeah, well, it's like oh, it's so good. It's kind of like an arcadey like. Look to it and everything. Oh, because it's not, it doesn't look like a wrestling, it doesn't look like a WWE game. Right. Like graphic, everything graphically, it looks like a fucking like Super Nintendo wrestling game, just about. Oh, cool. It's, it's, it's amazing. All right. Well, there we go. So check it out. And again, it's Fire Pro Wrestling, right? Did I get the name right or wrong? Yeah, no, absolutely. And like I said, I mean, by no means are we sponsored by this or anything because, I mean, we're us. Right. Like, good for that shit. But I just wanted yeah. to throw that out there really quick because I fucking love the game. And I've, like, oh, I've fallen madly in love with it. Oh, speaking of sponsors, I haven't talked to you about this, but since you brought it up, I might as well say I'm seriously considering it won't change anything for anybody that wants to listen to our back catalog. You'll still be able to. But I'm seriously considering putting in some ads because I literally can record an ad and go back in and put in old episodes and it just plays. And basically at our level, it would just be an ad for the app that we use, the Anchor app, to record these episodes. So I'm seriously considering putting those in. And um, so, yeah, if you go back to the old episodes, you start hearing an ad. Well, that's just because I decide why not let Anchor get a free ad out of, you know, us. So, yeah, just thought I'd yeah. put that out there. Haven't got it all set up yet, but if it happens, that's what's going on. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, but yeah, I think we should just uh, get started. So I'm at one, you're at one, everybody else should be at one second, that is. And uh, we'll hit play in three, two, one, play. Get it. Oh, we're back to the Nitro intro. Although I never really left the Nitro intro. Oh, I was just oh, a few years ahead. Boom. Music. Hogan. Vader. Vader. <laughs> the reason because i actually just listened to part of our old episode um the other day the reason mr vice is laughing about vader being in the intro is because right before like probably the almost the day of the first nitro vader got fired from wcw for getting new fight with paul orndorff and here we are more than a month later he's still in their intro that's hilarious Oh, okay. Absolutely fantastic. I actually thought they had fixed that, but apparently no. No, they have not. Oh, why would you? <laughs> why would you? That's not important. <sighs> and look, here we are. Where he doesn't belong. Uh, look at that great, great announcer in Pepe. Man, uh. I I know you wish we had the volume up so you could listen to the magic that is Mongo McMichael on commentary. I mean, since we have it muted, I I will say I'd much rather see him there than the wrestling ring. <laughs> it's because you don't have to listen to him make his weird comments that don't make any sense. Exactly. Uh, honestly, like Mongo, I will give him that he tried. <laughs> I don't think he was ever really that good at anything. But oh, Sorry, well, that ambulance is going to run him over here. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh. 
I think it was backing up. <laughs> I could see the fear in Mean Gene's eyes. <laughs> oh, shoot. Look, it's the son of uh, Andre the Giant. Yeah, right. I think. One second. Pause it. All right. Okay. We're pausing. Yeah. All right. Sorry. All right. Well, this is our one technical issue for the night. You know, we usually have to have at least one to have a good yep. show. So. Especially the WWE Network. It always happens without fail. Um, yeah. right. I'm at 211. Okay. So let me know when you're there and we'll do a new countdown. Sorry, everybody. Just get 211 if you want to stick with us. And and I'm there. All right, and we'll hit play in three, two, one, and play. Please. All right, should be good now. He's the one true immortal. <laughs> he is Captain Insano, and he shows no mercy. <laughs> That's like, God damn it! That's what I was gonna. <laughs> Oh, great minds, sir. Great minds. <laughs> I mean, he, like, not just because of the long hair, it's because he was ne he's never been a great promo, but at this point, he, he couldn't be any more, you know, cheesy, what is a wrestling promo, if he wanted to be. Honestly, like, his promo in The Waterboy was probably the best promo he ever cut. Yeah. <laughs> not, not, not that far off, honestly. Kevin Insano showed no money. As we're going through this, I'm going to start remembering the stuff that we just that we just watched on Fall Brawl. Um, I, there's a, I will say I didn't look at all the matches, but there is a chance of an actual decent match later on the night because I'm pretty sure Brian Pillman is going to fight Ric Flair. Oh, okay. So that might, I mean, they'll probably have all sorts of weird, you know, shenanigans, but it, there's a chance it'll at least be decent for a few minutes before the shenanigans start. Cool. Well, we're about 15 minutes in, and we're just getting to the first match. So, at least now we know where WWE got it from. <laughs> That's classic. Oh, here we go, mate. Sorry, the greatest oh, tag team ever. Oh, do you realize? For those of you that aren't watching along, we are looking at um, Marcus Alexander Bagwell, soon to be known as Buff Bagwell, and his partner Scotty Riggs, known as the American Males. Um. But what I was going to say, did you realize, because I didn't know this, I knew he was there for a long time. Buff Bagwell was there in WCW from 91 until 2001. No, I did like, not. Yeah, like 10 I years. One part, I didn't realize he started in 91. Yep. Like, I, I just read something about him the other day, and it's like, yeah, no, started in 91, 2001, had one match in WWE, and that was it, when they were bought out. But Yeah. Yeah, no, I just, I... Like, I knew nobody gets fired because, like, Scotty Riggs kind of falls off the grid. Like, he becomes part of the flock, but sort of just blends in the background. But he still has a job, you know, to, you know, towards the end, too. But I didn't realize Bagwell had been there for so long, too. Here we go. Oh, oh boy. Um, well, that would be Harlem <laughs> Heat knocking down. I forget what – was that Bobby Eaton? Or yeah. the other guy? It's Bobby Eaton. Okay. Well, actually, it's Robert Eaton because he's Robert. supposed to be all proper when he's with Stephen Regal. Oh, that's right. Right, right, That um, last night, they, I believe, yeah, they won, or they defended the titles from 
um, Bunkhouse Buck and Slater. Right. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I don't know why they just beat the crap out of Robert Eaton. Oh, and they're going to tell us. It's because, sir, they shouldn't have been here in the first place. Duh. Uh-huh. You know why? Because they're the world tag team champions. <laughs> so they wanted to, like, they wanted to, like, not only get on the show, but fight the best in competition, a.k.a. the American males. They're going to turn the heat up on Monday Nitro. Good line. Uh, and of course, with them is the. I'm sorry, what'd you say? I said that wasn't cringy at all. Oh, by no. the way, holy crap. Either Harlem Heat is just really tall, or Ray yeah. and um, Buff Bagwell are just a lot smaller than I thought. Uh, it might be a little bit of both because both Harlem Heat are actually pretty, pretty big guys. Like yeah. you forget about Booker being taller, but yeah, no, they, I would say they're good at least six, four or five. And I would say the American males are probably both six two. And they look smaller yeah. than that, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it's just Harlem Heat might just be like so big that it just it just yeah. looks small. Also, when you're thinking of Buff Bagwell, you're usually not thinking about this version. He gets, a, I think, he literally does bulk up a lot. Um, during his NWO run and stuff, and by the time he gets to the main event of the WCW card, oh, he yeah, just bulks up a bunch. That's fair. Because, like, right now you're looking at him and you're like, it would like he's he's in fine shape, but you wouldn't be like, oh yeah, that makes sense that he's going to in a few years be in a feud that's based around muscle mass with Lex Luger. Like, yeah. he doesn't look that ripped. <laughs> oh, honestly, he's more athletic in this version, so he's probably. He's probably a better wrestler, like, athletic-wise, yeah. he's actually probably a better wrestler now than he would have been when he bulked up. I don't know if this is the case, but I just, just as I was, because I'm watching this stuff on my own, because as we know, I'm insane and I do this anyway. Yeah, Even if I didn't have a podcast, I'd be doing this. Um, but I just got past the point where he actually had a very serious neck injury that put him out for eight months, and, like, it happens on TV. And that was all before his main event push. So maybe that's why, because you're thinking like his main event time or later on, like if he had a huge neck injury, it probably caused him to be able to have to slow down a bunch. Yeah, that makes sense. And it was bad too. It was like a, it was like a Frankensteiner. Um, it was with the Steiner brothers in a tag match. And like he, um, he didn't move after they hit the move. Like he was literally, he was dead weight and they had to move him into a pinning position to, just end the match to be on the hell out of the ring. Wow. It was scary. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> that was scary. Why did Riggs oh, decide Riggs to take it? To land on his neck. God. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Like, that was not on Harlem Heat. Riggs decided that's how he wanted to land out of the axe kick. Yeah. That was so, like, good God, that was weird. <laughs> oh. I mean... For 1995 WCW, I want to say, we're actually, this is a good match. Like, it's been a while since you and I watched the first three, but we yeah. weren't getting good matches in those in those uh, Nitros. Yeah, no, that's very true. And this has actually been very passable. So. And there's Sister Sherry. Yep. Still dreaming about Shawn Michaels, Ooh. I'm sure. Ooh, that's a good sidekick. Booker T is just so good. Yeah. Yeah, no, Booker, like, 
Booker is the only guy that beat the WCW curse, basically, in, in WWE. That's yeah. because he's just so damn talented, you can't keep him down. Actually, I just realized that's kind of ironic. I, I mentioned earlier that Buff had one uh, WWE match, and it was in the main event in Raw in 2001, and his opponent was Booker T. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, I just, that's a weird serendipitous thing there. Good tags in and out. I'm sure the revival would approve. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, missed the oh. Houston hangover. Uh, not really. It's not from the top. Yeah, if he did that from the top, that's what he would call, it, or that's what it's called. I think. I think they still call it the Harlem hangover. I think you start calling Houston later after he sort of dropped a lot of the Harlem Heat stuff. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. But um, actually, that camera angle made it look like his ankle almost came right down on uh, Riggs's temple. Mm. Ooh, nice drop kicks. Nice drop kicks. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Just sort of swatted him out of the way there. Nope, nope. It's the plantation owner. <laughs> yeah, this this has always been a little bit problematic. Oh, this storyline's like the worst of 1995. <laughs> so for anybody that doesn't know, the whole point or the whole storyline of her, you know what, never mind. Something bad's about to happen. <laughs> There you go. And there's your new tag team champions, the American Males. And no, I'm not kidding. That just happened. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's one of Buff Bagwell's very few um, titles ever yeah. in wrestling is right there. The whole... Yeah, go ahead. Well, there, before I get into the reason. <laughs> there, this is actually going into what you're about to talk about. There are yeah. very few storylines that I hate more an uh-huh. old man banging young woman. <laughs> I mean, it's not not my favorite either. Like it's right up there with like the whole. It's right up there with like the marriage stuff on wrestling. Right. Like it's right yeah. up that. No, it's and it's not like this one was ever done well. But what we're talking about is basically the storyline coming out of the the last night's match was the manager for the other team that Harlem Heat beat. Um, had a thing for Sherry and she had a thing for him. Well, that guy just came out and took Sherry away before she could help Harlem Heat cheat. And the American males took advantage and got a quick win and won the titles. And he's like 40 years older than her. Yeah, that's the other part of it. So it's, I don't know, it's a very weird, because the American males, Buff Bagel did what he did and Riggs did what he did, but it's very weird to have them just for no reason yeah. win the tag titles. Against what I would think is actually, well, unless you count the Steiners, because the Steiners are technically WCW original, but they're basically WCW's only claim to good tag team wrestling is Harlem Heat. That didn't come from WWE and then get bought back to WCW. So, mm-hmm. But actually, I found out as I um, moved through 98, at this point, at the point where I'm at 98, like, the tag titles don't exist anymore. Like, they've broken up every tag team. It just it doesn't exist anymore. So it's not like it's like got a long history left to go, even at this point. So it's not a huge deal. <laughs> I mean, unless you enjoy tag team wrestling, I guess. Oh, hey, do you think we're going to get it? Do you think we're going to get the mean gene? The second greatest mean gene? Wait for it. 
Here we go. For it. <laughs> so much pressure. Wait for it. Oh, nope, we didn't. Oh. I'll do it. Me. And by the way, if you think that he's exaggerating how Ric Flair usually says Mean Gene, you are wrong. That is as a dead-on impression, sir. Uh, <laughs> um, I love it. I love Ric Flair's Mean Gene is my favorite Mean Gene. Yeah, like it's definitely the most um, original besides Hogan's, and I really do think it's got more character. It's got way more character than just get something Mean Gene. <laughs> Let me just replace brother with mean gene. That's that's fucking genius. <laughs> Makes money, brother. That's why Vince pays me the big bucks. Certainly not for my fucking wrestling talent. Or lack <laughs> thereof. Uh, so what I'm just so I can tell you what's happening in the interview, because it's just an interview. Ric Flair's talking about last night's match against Arn Anderson, which by the way, if you haven't watched that. You can watch it with us, or you can watch it by yourself. That was a five-star match, sure. and you don't get a lot of those in 95. It was yep. really good. WCW in general. Yeah. But the but the ending of the match, because it is WCW, had to be screwy, and basically Brian Pillman, out of nowhere, got involved and cost Ric Flair the match, and that's what they're talking about right now. Is Ric Flair's like, Brian Pillman, I'm going to get you for getting interfering in the match. Yeah. So. And that's, I think, what we're going to get into right now because he's all dressed to go. So I'm pretty sure we're about to see Brian Pillman. Maybe not. I, I'm assuming. Oh, no. I guess that's later. That makes sense. Yeah. No, I, like, I just like wearing that stuff. <laughs> yeah, it seems weird that he put on his robe just to come out and do the interview part. I mean, I'm pretty sure he wears it to, like, the store. Eh. Although, also, I'm forgetting this is only a 45-minute show because this is back when it was in a, in a controllable oh, yeah. amount. So that's, may, that's why. Ooh, Steven Regal versus Sting on Saturday night. That was probably a good match. Yeah. I like I genuinely wish, even though it would make my watch rewatching of all of WCW much longer, I really wish all the Saturday night stuff was up on the network. Yeah. But as of right now, it's like nineteen ninety two. It's not anything in the Nitro era. So you basically if you're gonna do a watch of everything in WCW, you watch all of Nitro and in about ninety seven you have to start watching Thunder. And then um yeah, that's about it. Like that's where I started. I began at the beginning of Nitro and moved forward just because it's easier to keep up with storylines. And I've been doing it for about three years. Start started it from the beginning twice. So we'll see if I ever get to the end. Oh, Mr. Wonderful. The man that got rid of Vader. <laughs> You know, this is kind of, this is a sad story in general for me, just because, like, if you remember the pay-per-view, there's that weird psychic um, network crossover where the guy comes in to give Mr. Wonderful a pep talk, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Well, well, like, this is what the pep talk was. He's coming out, and he's doing a new kind of gimmick. He's got a new music, which is actually pretty fun. It's, like, basically someone just saying, it's sort of like... Um, Remember back in like 2008, this the one guy that had the song "Just Look at Me." No, like 
it's like, oh, it was a good song, but it's basically just a song saying like how beautiful he is and everything. And he's doing a really good job selling it. And it's actually a pretty entertaining part of Nitro, but it's not going to be too long before he gets injured and it ends his career. So you never really get to see if it would have panned out overall. Mm-hmm. But even if it had, I guess, because at this point he's uh, definitely a veteran. I don't know how many more years he would have had before he would have had to retire anyway. Yeah, that's fair. I still, I still hate seeing like missed opportunities. I feel like this could have at least done something, especially since '95 isn't necessarily like a hotbed of great wrestling in general. What are you talking about? It's like the greatest year of wrestling ever. Uh, you know what? I said that, and then look who comes out to prove me wrong. One Jonathan being <laughs> bad. <laughs> oh God, I love him. Uh, Vince McMahon's favorite wrestler ever. Yeah. And that's not even that much of an exaggeration. Oh. When you're hot, you're hot. Fuck, is that clever? <laughs> I, okay, that, that happened, yep. Ugh. He didn't even use the... What the? Oh, wait. You're not the Frisbee. Okay. That one makes him look like a gay sailor. That picture there. I was, I was about to say, ah, I see that woman got her latest issue of Flame Girl. <laughs> okay, so Johnny B. Bad is the king of all gimmicks. He just threw out two personalized Frisbees, and now he's going to use a giant confetti popper to confetti all over the crowd. You mean his penis? Yeah, it puts it where his penis goes. Penis like, <laughs> You know it's a really big match, though, when he brings out two of those. So since it's just oh, a yeah. Nitro match, he only did one. Yeah. Oh. Like, but if you look... Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just... I just... Ugh. I'm just... Go ahead. I'm, I'm just... Ugh. Well, I was going to say, when you look at him, like when you look at Johnny B. Bad, you realize, yeah, Vince clearly just wanted Johnny B. Bad. Like he, that's what the wild man Mark Merrow started as in yeah. WWE. It's just that the problem is a lot of what Vince liked about it, a lot of the, uh, the sizzle about Johnny B. Bad came from Dusty Rhodes's mind. So you don't have Dusty, you just have Mark, and Mark is not. Like he, he's, a, he's a boxer. He's not really this kind of guy. Yeah. He just sort of did what Dusty told him, I think. So that's why I don't think the wild man ever worked out. Plus he made a mistake like Mongo did about bringing his hot wife around wrestlers. And that just never yep. works out well. Worst <laughs> mistake you can make. Oh. Have, have you ever heard his story about finding out that uh, Sable and Brock Lesnar were together? No. I don't know if it was like that they cheated on, like he was cheated on while they were still married or if it was after they broke up. But apparently when Mark heard that like one of the boys was like going out with Sable, he's like, I'm going to kill him. And when he found out it was Brock, he's like, I learned forgiveness so fast. Like, (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) And I can completely understand that. You know what? Not worth it. Yeah, no. He's a good guy. He'll treat her right. That's what I learned. What? I mean, I, I get that she like it was especially attractive for her time, I guess. But like, right. 
like you're a professional wrestler. Like you can get someone else who's also yeah. probably very, very attractive. So just let it go. Who cares? Yeah. No, it's and like I said, I don't even know if it was after they broke up or yeah. before. So who knows? But that, I just like that story because it it is very much a like true statement. Absolutely. Uh, also, I wanted to point out before the mat before they went to break, Johnny B. Bad went up top and looked like he was going to do an axe handle to Orndorff, who was on the ground. Yep, that's exactly what that was. I don't even understand what the thought process was there. The thought process was, I need to do something that has Orndorff's feet hitting my face as like a counter to me jumping off the top. But he's on the ground. Whatever can I do? I know. I'll do an axe handle. Thank you for breaking that down. Like That's some astute analysis right there. Hey man, I do what I can. That's why they pay me the big bucks. I am the I am clearly the analyst, the analyzer of the two of us. Right. I'm the color. You're the analysis. Yeah, that's clearly how this relationship works. By no means is it. By no means is it through the other way around. Absolutely <laughs> not. I mean, today it's pretty much whatever the hell we want to do because I didn't do any research. So. Yeah. Uh, luckily, it's like I said, early nitro is only 45 minutes, so I I think I can find enough fun stuff to talk about, especially with. The weirdness that is WCW. Hey, 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 look at that. He can do an accident while Orndorff's standing, too. Yes, he can. And he can also somehow make it completely unbelievable. Like, yeah. yeah. You know how most people, when they do an axe handle off the top, they hit, like, the shoulder or something. Oh, no. I'll just slide my hand slightly in front of his face. There he we go. He literally basically jumped from the top rope and just bedded his hair. Pretty much. He just gave him a little head pat. Like, ooh, new shampoo? Although, he does know what happened with Vader not too long ago, so maybe he's just worried that Orndorff will get him fired, too. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I like to th- I would like to think that that's actually the reason. I think that'd be great. Oh. Ooh, we got him! Yay! Huge win. Honestly, I mean, I don't. Well, no, we're not there yet. Never mind. Johnny B. Bad does have a bit of a streak, but this was before that. But it is kind of a good win for Orndorff because he was kind of on a losing streak up to this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, uh, for sure. I just, ugh, but, I just don't like him. <laughs> I mean, we could have seen a worse match, but you're right. That's still like we're seeing somebody that headlined the first WrestleMania versus someone that will never headline a WrestleMania. Yep. So, <laughs> F you, Johnny Bad. You ain't shit. You know what that bad stands for? Bad wrestling. Got him. What's the extra D stand for, dick? <laughs> <laughs> Man. Also, Mongo, I don't think you could say crappy on TV back in 95. Dude, I bet McMike. Dude, McMichael is probably getting such amazing commentary. You know, like, I just realized. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. I'm, I just I had a thought about our programming, but go ahead. Oh, here we go, Baywatch. So I was actually just listening to the one of the newest episodes of that um, other wrestling podcast 
that um, I like. It's called OSW Review, and they actually wow. talk about this exact thing, the Baywatch with Macho Man. Um, apparently, Baywatch first approached WBF about doing a wrestling episode, and uh, Vince said, "Well, you got to pay us." And Baywatch wow. is like, "No, our show is much bigger than you. The exposure will be the payment." So they never did anything, and then they found WCW. <laughs> Uh, so I just that's how this all happened. Not the Kevin Sullivan beating up Randy Savage on the beach, just the wrestlers being on Baywatch. Oh God! Thank God, Ric Flair was there to Wait, save him from him in the figure four. That'll show him. Yeah, for forty-five minutes, you do you don't get a lot of wrestling. No, not at all. I think part of it's because, and you don't think about this, but um, at this point, it takes a, uh, at least a year or so before Nitro really becomes their A show. At this point, Saturday Night's still their A show. So uh, like, this yeah. is where they're selling stuff. Gotcha. Yeah, we're, we're going to get there pretty quickly. But right now, that's why you're getting a lot of interviews and like, this happened then. And look at this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which, by the way, is another reason I want Saturday Night Shows on the, the network so that I can watch the actual stuff that's happening. Snap into a Slim Jim. Oh, yeah. See, I did it. I, I did it just like him. You did a perfect job, buddy. Yay. I don't know. I, I feel like I've told you this on this podcast, but it's been long enough that I can go over it again. I told you that when Randy came to WCW that Slim Jim basically paid his contract for the first year. Yeah. Yeah. And so they got him free for a year. Like, which, what company wouldn't do that? Uh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you a company that would do that. My company. On Fire Pro Wrestling. You don't want to see Randy Savage in any dream matches? I got him. I, I got him in that fucking game. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, what would be your first match with Randy Savage? That's a good question. If I had to choose, probably, I don't know. I got some good choices on there, man. Like, Great Muda would be a good match for him. Yeah. Um, what else? I don't know. Probably just maybe maybe I'll throw him in there against, like, uh, uh, Tetsuya Naito. That'd probably be pretty cool. I'm honestly trying to think of like a modern wrestler that I'd really want to see work with Savage. Mm. You know what would actually be kind of interesting? Just because Savage was such an over-the-top character. Is, well, yes, that would be good. That, that wasn't where I was going, but yes, that would also be good. I was actually thinking that Randy Savage playing the um, face to the Fiend's um, heel would be kind of cool. That'd be interesting. Because Savage is always off the wall anyway, so you put him in a situation where Bray Wyatt's like, you know, distorting reality and just watching me get crazier. I think it'd be kind of interesting to watch. Have you seen the crap on WWE lately? All about like Orton getting lit, lit on fire or whatever? Yeah, I saw the, the fireball in the eyes and stuff with uh, Lex Bliss and yeah. The whole fire crap. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, I actually, I will give him credit. That was the first um, 
WWE match that I've actually watched in a long time. I actually sat down and I watched the Inferno match with him and Orton. Oh, it wasn't bad. I didn't. But it wasn't it wasn't bad. It was it was what it was. It was a gimmick match. It was fine. I will say I am slightly disappointed in myself that I haven't watched any NXT in a while. But right. I don't know. Just not feeling it. Yeah. I think a part of it is I'm starting to feel the effects that you were talking about. How like I watch mm-hmm. these guys and I get excited and then I just realize they're all gonna turn to dust when they go up to the great WWE in the sky. <laughs> kind of like yeah, because like I feel like Keith Lee was a big turning point because he is yeah. so very talented, and even he's getting buried. So it's like, what what's was, the point? Yeah, he was pretty much what did it for me. Yeah. When he went up to the main roster and just nothing's happening for him, like nothing feels good for him, like that, that was the point where I was like, yep, nope, I'm done. <laughs> like who was like when he was when he was in NXT, in NXT and everything, he was right. like easily my favorite wrestler, easily my favorite wrestler. And you're gonna like take that and just destroy him in front of me? You're gonna <laughs> shinsuke me twice. You're gonna shinsuke me twice. Uh, I, I, that has to start becoming. Would that be an adverb or not? I, you know what? That's become a thing we say. Shinsuke. Well, because like back when Shinsuke came over in like twenty, what, like seventeen, twenty eighteen, I think. Yeah, somewhere around there, twenty sixteen, maybe. Somewhere around there, like when he came yeah. over around that time, he was my favorite wrestler, and like I had just really, I had like just discovered him. In New Japan, and he was, and he just like instantly became my favorite wrestler. And right. they, and they, they just, just, they just ruined him, and it made me so sad. And then they did it again with Keith Lee, and I was like, nope, Shinsuke me once, shame on you, Shinsuke me twice, shame <laughs> on me. Oh, by the way, for anybody that's watching along, the um, Randy Savage was doing his interview. Out comes Lex Luger, and the, and then, then they start to like square up. But as I remember it, because I wasn't really, I should have been reading, but I wasn't reading. Um, it doesn't make any sense why they started to fight. So it makes uh, sense. They're men, and they're going to fight. Basically, um, yeah, that, it kind of builds up what's going to be happening for a storyline for Luger for a while. But yeah, Savage is just never really going to trust Luger. I don't blame him, man. Yeah. Well, Can you really we'll get into someone the... who was called the narcissist? Yeah. Oh, Gene, what's happening? Why are you outside? Oh, there we go. Because it's the Hulkster man at his most popular. <laughs> Look at all those 90-year-old women. That aren't, they're definitely not paid extras. No, definitely. They definitely watch wrestling. <laughs> they're all just looking off to the guy that told them to make noise. Like, is that too much? Like, are we good? Pretty sure Mean Gene just gave him a thumbs up. Like, you're doing fine. Keep going. <laughs> I just want one of them to, like... Oh, wait. I don't even... I was about to make a joke, and then I lost it. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> oh, you forgot his joke. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I really don't like how... Like, I forgot how much... He, oh, wait. There we go. Never mind. Now we got some action. <laughs> Jesus. Do you remember that? 
Oh, I forgot that's what we were building to. I don't know how I forgot. It's like the worst thing ever. You know Hogan can only like afford like a hundred of those a day. Right. I mean with the Turner money he just got for this contract. Um, the giant just showed up with a monster truck and ran over Hogan's motorbike. If you're wondering what happened on the screen, and we're just sitting here talking about it, laughing. Uh, and if you don't know anything about 1995 uh, WCW, you're in for a treat when we get to the end of this because it literally ends with what some, what many believe to be the worst match in all of wrestling history in a <laughs> hilarious way. That's so hilarious. <laughs> Like, just Hogan banging on the door, and the giant just fucking maniacally, crazily laughing in his face. Wow! Yeah. Just, like, evil, just evil, 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 like, movie guy. Yeah, yeah not, not trying to get in or anything. That was pretty cool, though. Yeah, no, he like he's super okay. So Giant, we're just watching a replay of the war games that happened yeah. the night before, and Giant getting in the ring, he like he jumps over the top rope, not like steps over it, like he leaps over the ropes because at this point he's so young and athletic he can do stuff like that. But um, but uh, what I just remembered is that this we're building up to the giant and Hogan at Halloween Havoc, which I won't spoil too much right now. But what I will say is that it's literally the giants. I either for, I think it's his first match ever wrestling ever. Like Hogan met him in a gym, convinced him to wrestle. They put him immediately in the main event with Hogan. His first match will be at Halloween Havoc. (laughs) Because that's the way you run a wrestling company. Oh, look, it's Flying Brian Jr. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Don't worry, your son's okay at wrestling. Uh, how is it that he, he looks less 90s than his son does today? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, that's just the look he's going for, man. I don't know. He's, he's, I mean, he's it's a mullet. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, it fits the team, the varsity blondes, I guess. So uh, I just, I just, his hairdo gets me every week. I'm like, he does know it's like 2021 at this point, right? I don't think he cares. <laughs> he, what, I mean, he just digs the mullet, man. Uh, all right. Well, it's time for our main event. And it's actually a pretty decent idea Rick Flair versus Brian Pillman. This should be good. <laughs> This should be good, but I've seen enough WCW at this point. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, he's not wrong. Like, I want to yell at him as a WCW fan, but, like, I made him watch it. He knows. <laughs> I've watched plenty of WCW back when we were together to know to know not to trust it. Yeah. Like, I told, like, um, we didn't even get to the bad years either. Like, we yeah. barely got into the good years. And then you left, and yeah, I still haven't got to the really bad years yet. <laughs> uh, one day, one day. Ric Flair going in for some of his patent put- chops and punches like he's done every match. Oh, what? 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 Flair, don't. All right. No. Pee Wee Anderson. No, Flair, what are you thinking? 
You did it. You got it. Oof. I, for anybody that's just used to WWE uh, E Flair, he just hit a top rope move onto the floor, for God's sakes. Yeah. Not only like that, but then he just chopped Brian's nipple. That had to hurt. <laughs> like, he missed that chop bad and just hit, hit flying Brian's nipple hard. Like, Jesus, that had to hurt like a mother. His poor nipple. I think I honestly think WCW had a lot of bad luck in '95 when it came to stuff because where this is going is legitimately very intriguing, and it pretty much has to fall apart right away because of contract disputes. Like nothing about the performers involved at all. It literally just falls apart because they were not willing to pay Brian Pillman the money he thought he was worth or that he needed. You mean that he Which, was worth? Yeah. <laughs> well, he, he was still an unproven commodity, but yes, knowing what we know now, he was definitely worth it. But, like, he was getting there, but he had still not done his loose cannon stuff all over that really made it That's cement that, yeah. oh yeah, he should have got that kind of money. He knew. Yeah. I mean, for anybody that hasn't heard the story, there's um, a very famous thing that uh, Eric Bischoff talks about that no one else can really confirm because it was just between him and Pillman. But the idea of the loose cannon character was for like at least like on the um like sort of like just sort of a handshake thing. It's like, hey, go off to these other places, do the loose cannon thing, make yourself like known, and then when you come back, I can give you that kind of money. So that that was the idea. Like they didn't have anything set in stone or anything, but if Brian Pillman had lived longer, there's a very good chance he would have jumped back to WCW who with all of that momentum behind him, and can you imagine how different wrestling could have been in, let's say, like, 97 or 98? Yeah, no, that's fair. Oh, <clears throat> uh, well, that wasn't meant to be, unfortunately. No. It's all right. Pillman Jr. will be AEW heavyweight champion in, like, five years. Well, I would hope so. I, I Generally, every time he comes on TV, I, like, pay more attention because I, I like watching him and seeing where he's at. Because of the mullet. Yeah, most of the mullet. I'm hoping he brings that back. Yeah. Oh my before God. I lose too much hair. <laughs> While we're watching this amazing match, I gotta ask you: mm-hmm. Have you so you watched the um, you watched the Dark Order being the elite stuff, right? Some of it. I haven't watched it recently, so have I didn't see like the newest seen, stuff. Have you seen the stuff they did uh, with Griff Garrison? Um, yeah, I think so. We're like. They thought he was um, Adam Page. Yeah. Yes, I saw like I saw clips of that. Yeah. Where Brody was like, where uh, Silver and Reynolds were like, we got him. What do you got? Got who? Like Brody's like, got who? He's like, we got, we got Adam Page sitting in there, ready, ready to go. Adam Page, cowboy shit, Adam Page. Yeah, man, he's in there. He's sitting, he's hanging out with us, ready to drink the Kool Aid, man. Yeah, I swear to God, if you guys are lying to me. <laughs> so they go in there. They're like, see, look, it's Adam Page. They turn him around. It's Griff Garrison. <laughs> I love how Brody Lee's just like, that's Griff Garrison. And John Silver goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. Who the fuck is Griff Garrison? <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. God, I, oh. I love that stuff so much. Yeah, no, I, I'm very interested to see where they go from here. Because I don't think with all that happening that they can be a heel team anymore. But it's hard to be a 
space stable that size. So yeah. let's see what happens. Especially one that's basically a cult. Yeah. But yeah, I, I honestly, but it's oh god, it's yeah. like I, I I mean I like them in general. I I love the faction in general, but just like mm -hmm. they're they're being the elites, and I I've like I've watched like all the being the elite stuff, but like their parts of being the elite are probably the funniest like being the elite skits that I've ever seen. Like all right. like, all that stuff. Oh, oh wait, no, he hasn't he hasn't given up yet. Yeah, I did. I thought, I thought he, he didn't. He didn't tap. The tapping wasn't a thing in 95. Oh. I could have sworn the ref just was like wait, shaking no as in he didn't like. Well, I like the the um, the um thing that close captioning said ring, the bell rings. Actually, like I know we talked over a lot of that. That wasn't for the match's fault. That was actually a really good match. Oh, and for sure. it was actually a clean ending, yeah. which is very rare for WCW. Yeah, I was going to say, which I was not expecting. Uh, to be the man. You got to beat off the man. Right? That's a... uh, he actually points out the sign. Good for me. I'm glad I saw it too. Oh, got to learn to love it, my, you know, best friend in the world. Who's that? Um, Double A, Arn Anderson. Oh. Not my best friend. I was talking about, I was talking as Ric Flair. So, like. I, Although I wish Arn Anderson was my best friend. That'd be awesome. Kind of cool. Which one's Flair and which one's Arn? That's a good question, because. I don't think either of us are really much of a clean up the other's mess. Yeah. And that's what you have to be to be an Arn Anderson. Drowning your own mess. So no, that's definitely. <laughs> like we would, we would sympathize, but we would never be like, Hey, we're going to go ahead and like, you know, I'm going to go ahead and beat up this guy that gave you a problem. Yeah. No, or never happened. go pay off this bar debt that you have of like $5,000 from the night before. Yeah. No, I wouldn't consider either of us to be quote unquote enforcers. So, <laughs> So, I don't know. I would say probably neither. I feel like we got to find a different wrestling relationship. Are we both, I'm thinking are maybe both Mongo both and Pepe. <laughs> are we who? I said, are we both just Mongo McMichael? <laughs> we were both in the same ballpark. I was going to say we're Mongo and Pepe. <laughs> Can I be Pepe? Please? Is it I mean, as long as... Pepe than McMichael? <laughs> I mean, as long as you wear the little hats, I don't care. I mean, I used to wear hats. I can wear them again. I'm genuinely more um, self-involved and think I'm better than I actually am. Oh, yeah. So you actually are kind of Michael, aren't you? Oh, man. Pretty much. Next week, Inferno and Alex Wright. Oh, look forward to this. Colonel Rob Parker will be there. <laughs> Japanese. Oh. And we're going to see Ming, which is Haku from the WF versus Lex Luger, and Macho Man versus um, Kevin Sullivan. It's nice that they have those little wrap-ups for us, so we can tell you what's going to be on next week when we do this episode, mm -hmm. uh, which will be next week in Nitro. That should be a decent. That should be decent. I always. You would think that, I've, wouldn't you? I've always really enjoyed Ming. So. Yeah. So yeah, there we go. Our first Nitro back in. We got like I think like. I think I did the math. It'll be like 10 weeks if we do this straight through till Halloween Havoc. I think it's like eight or nine nitros and then 
Halloween Havoc. So we're in Nitro for a while, yeah. unless we decide to do something else. So, uh, but yeah, are you happy to be back in Nitro? I am. I am. I miss wrestling. So, yeah, I, I'm happy to just be back in Nitro. I was just like, it's like, I because we just went past our six month anniversary just recently. Yeah, that's um, good. Our one year will technically be July 30th, so I have to try to remember that date when we get closer to it, so we can do something special. Yeah. But July 30th is our one year. For sure, that'd be awesome. But um, yes, I think that'll do us for tonight. Um, you can follow the show at Cast Everywhere on Facebook, and if you're going to tell somebody about the show, make sure that you're looking up Chaos Everywhere. Um, there's a weird thing about the about, about the podcast. It's easier just to find a show by name because not a lot of names are called chaos everywhere so you can find us there um you can write the show at chaospodshow at gmail.com you can follow me on twitter at last gilchrist one oh and um special thanks to eric bowman for our theme song i think that's about everything uh, you got anything else you want to say Woo! all right and i also wanted to just say a special thank you because i know i've heard from other podcasts i listen to i don't have other podcast friends unfortunately other podcasts I listen to have talked about how these have been lower numbers recently. And yeah, our numbers dipped a little, but a lot of, a lot of you guys that are always with us have stuck with us, and we really do appreciate it. Yeah. I know we're not the biggest thing out there. I'm always trying to grow the audience, but you know, the guys, the people that are here, I'm assuming you're mostly men because, well, who else would pay attention to this weirdness? <laughs> um, if it didn't work for me in high school, it's not going to work now. So that's fair. But I, I just assume that, but if, um, I just want to say thank you, and I hope we continue to get more people and get more involved as we continue down through Metro, at least. We love you, Kate. All, right. All right, well, have a good night, everybody, and we will see you next week. Um, yeah, because this will be Wednesday. We're recording these out of order, so this will be Wednesday. See you next week for another episode of Chaos Final Frontier. Wow, that was a really good episode that we have now We've uh, no doubt already recorded and know what happened. Yeah, but that was really weird. Thing happened with the thing. Oh, that was like the best episode of Star Trek so far. Oh man, that was so good. Happened. (laughs) Anyway, have a good week, everybody. Yeah, toss it up and kick it out. I I don't even know what to say. That I'm just gonna end.